She was sitting wrapped in blankets on the bed, his mother trying for the hundredth time to light the fire which had been drowned by the rain that came down the chimney. The clay floor was one mass of mud, and the whole place looked wretched. But the faces of the mother and the princess shone as if their troubles only made them the merrier. Curdie burst out laughing at the sight of them. I've never had such fun, said the princess, her eyes twinkling and her pretty teeth shining. How nice it must be to live on a cottage on the mountain. It all depends on what kind your inside house is, said the mother. I know what you mean, said Irene. That's the kind of thing my grandmother says. By the time Peter returned, the storm was nearly over. But the streams were so fierce and so swollen that it was not only out of the question for the princess to go down the mountain, but most dangerous for Peter, even, or Curdie, to make the attempt in the gathering darkness. They will be dreadfully frightened about you, said Peter to the princess. But we cannot help it. We must wait till the morning. With Curdie's help, the fire was lighted at last, and the mother set about making their supper. And after supper, they all told the princess stories till she grew sleepy. Then Curdie's mother laid her in Curdie's bed, which was in a tiny little garret room. As soon as she was in bed, through a little window low down in the roof, she caught sight of her grandmother's lamp, shining far away beneath. And she gazed at the beautiful silvery globe until she fell asleep. 